Well, praise God. Thank you so much. Wonderful people. Let me say a quick prayer. Guys, I'm only here because I'm unqualified. I did not send a resume in for this job. And if I did, I wouldn't have um, been accepted anyway. Right? So I'm doing this whole thing out of weakness, out of lowliness. Amen? In the work, it, it worked exactly the opposite in the kingdom and the callings of God. You know, when you go to a workspace, you have to convince them that you're able to do that job. You have to have references and you have to have all of those type of things. Well, I didn't send in a resume. No application, guys. So, I'm totally dependent on God to do something here each time I step up here. And there is no lineage of pastors in my past. So, I came totally from left field. Amen? So, there is, but I praise God. There's another voice that speaks through me. I don't know if you guys understand that. There is another voice that triggers me and communicate through me. Huh! You see, when you see me move like that, it's like stones hitting my head and, and explode and I speak what I hear. It's the Holy Spirit. So Father, I thank you this morning in the name of Jesus that we're here gathered in your presence. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your people that are here to hear your word. And Lord, yeah, let let them hear your word. Let them not see me. Let them not hear my voice. For what you have to speak is what they need to hear. What, what you have for us all to see this morning is what needs to be seen. So Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, if this vessel here can speak a word this morning to your honor, by your grace, I say yes. And I submit everything to you now, Holy Ghost. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Awesome, folks. Well, we give, up, we give the Lord praise. What, what a wonderful thing it is when you have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. A personal relationship with Jesus Christ. And um, you sing and worship God like the choir did. And how you guys join him. When you have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. And that is different from religion. Because you're not going to come before a God that you don't have intimacy with and conversations with and worshiping like that. It, I mean, it's more a robotic thing. And that's what they do in pretty much all the other religions. You know, they beat the wall, they fast, and they do all of this type of thing. And their God does not answer. No answer. Oh! But Jesus said this, he said, my sheep hear my voice. My sheep hear my voice. God has promised us. In the book of Jeremiah, you will seek me and find me when you shall search for me with all of your heart. I meet people from all different religious backgrounds outside. And they can tell me all about their um, teachings from different books. But when I ask the question, when last did you hear the voice of your God? Oftentimes there is no response. And that's why I go, oh, so you worship him a dead God. Huh! One that can't do miracles. I was walking, you know, I grew up in a Christian home. Okay? I always believed in Jesus Christ. As a little boy, there were certain things that happened that I had to believe that there was God. It was just easy for me to believe that there, there was a God. And I went to... Sunday school and church religiously. But I had the, you know, as I grew up, I kind of got 
distracted from that, if you will. And I went to churches in uh, Toronto area and Canada here. And, you know, we did the, I listened to the pastors. I did the worship. And then I went home. And then repeat and repeat and repeat. And there was something on the inside that was telling me that there's more to God than just this. It frustrated me. And I, I did read the Bible, but it never really spoke to me like it's speaking to me now. Twelve years ago, I was about approximately, I was walking in Vaughan. I was going to the Hillcrest Mall in Richmond Hill. And I was about a hundred meters from Young Street. And a voice, the voice of thunder, the voice of power, the voice of authority, the voice of all power and authority spoke to me. That was the voice of Jesus Christ. And I fell right at Young Street. And from that day, God began to, began to communicate with us in regards to doing what we're doing now, in regards to becoming ministers of his gospel. And I have had several other encounters with Jesus Christ since that time. And every time I went into his church, people would be saying, in the beginning it was a little bit, okay, what's happening here? Someone would be saying that God is actually saying, come and preach my word, preach my word, preach my word. It happened so many times that we became convinced that God was actually calling us to do this, to, to be, become ministers, full-time ministers of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And about four years ago, after serving in many different churches, or a few different churches in the Toronto area, God asked us to move to London. And he told myself and my wife to come down here eight times, eight different times. Talk about hearing the voice of God and to start this ministry here. And the Lord had already, in regret, um, prior to that, he had told us the type of ministry that he was calling us to. He, was, he had told us what he was going to do, including the, the miracles that he was going to do. That's why I boast so much about, you know, people getting out of wheelchair, eyes are going to be open, and the Lord had even told us that he's going to raise the dead in the ministry. And the Lord basically told us that he is going to wreak havoc in London and I, and I go man if you're doing that I'm in because I love to I love excitement ha! and he got my heart there he told us we I'm gonna and let me tell you something if you played sports you want to be whatever you do whether you're in the business world the academic world whatever you do whether you know whether you're a, a cab driver you want to be the best cab driver right you wanna you wanna be sailing down the street ha! you know explosively in whatever you do and you know when God said that you know I was like sounds like me I, I, I identify with that type of excitement I identify with that with, there was something that God had placed inside of me like he has placed inside of all of us in regards to ministry that when he speaks it resonates deeper than the mind it resonates with your spirit and, and you know, God convinced me about heaven and hell and eternity. Ha! And that man is a created being. I hope you're all convinced about that. And God convinced me to seek ye first the kingdom of heaven, to make an, a grand exchange and begin to seek him number one and stop running after mammon and everything else. 
And we begin to focus intently on having a relationship with the creator of the heavens and the earth. And stop this madness, madness that they do in North America. Hunting for 40 years or whatever it is to buy a house and a car and save for retirement. That thing is pathetic to me, guys. And I hope that through our encounter and what we're saying here this morning, that someone in this audience can come into the reality of having a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. And I, guys, before I get into the little message that God gave me here, you know, it's about miracles this morning. And the greatest miracle is when you have an encounter with Jesus Christ and you receive salvation. That is the greatest miracle. We're all excited for God to do miracles of healing, signs and wonders. But we want to celebrate when a name is written in the book of life. When someone received Jesus Christ as their Lord and their Savior and they're no longer on the way to hell. That means their soul's not going to go to hell. It's predominantly. That's the main reason why we do this. Not just for explosive, supernatural eye openings and ears being unstopped. And if the dead is being raised and nobody gets saved, somebody else can go raise that dead. I'm not interested. We preach this message here because we believe that man fell in the Garden of Eden. Every single man fell into sin. Every man that came after Adam is in a fallen state. He's not in the original state that God created him to be. And that's what God had spoken to Adam in the, in the book of Genesis. That the day that you eat of this tree, you shall surely die. And Adam and Eve, they fell into that temptation by the devil. And man became lost. But I tell you guys, God had a plan to redeem us. And there was a second Adam, and his name is Jesus Christ. And when, he, when you receive him and submit your life to his lordship and to his way of life, his way of life, you know, multiple conversations I have with people this week, and they believe in Jesus Christ. But when it comes down to obedience to his word and his way of life, they have too many opinions, too many perspectives, and it's all worldly. And it does not work in this kingdom. My kingdom is not of this world. When you surrender your life to the Lordship of Jesus Christ, you must begin to learn the principles of his kingdom and how to renew your mind and offer your body a living sacrifice and truly live unto him. And the key to understanding that, especially for North American church, the North American church, you have to get it from the Word of God. The words that I speak, they will be your judge. Very remedial. The words will judge you. Do not be too emotional about this. Do not have too much of an opinion about it. Find out what God is saying about each and every area and say, Lord, give me grace to transition into alignment with your Word, with your truth. That the truth of the word of God might sanctify you and I. It's as simple as that. What we have, I notice, is opinions, perspectives, and I'm um, like, hell no, hell no, hell no, hell no, hell no. I can read. And I'm encouraging people to get into the word of God. 
Amen? So guys, this morning, we want to talk about how to receive a miracle. No! How to receive a miracle? No! No! Who's interested in that? Is there a man here? Uh, listen, if, if, if you're not interested, if you don't need a miracle right now, huh, you know, do we have a doctor in here? We need someone to check your pulse to see if you're breathing. Hello. Everybody need a miracle. Huh. God, on this Father's Day, the eternal Father, oh Lord God Almighty, He's in a giving mood. Huh. He is in a giving mood. I want to excite you this morning. Because I noticed something when I read scripture. Hello. When I read the scripture and see the people that receive from Jesus Christ, I see their enthusiasm. Huh. I see their belief and their faith in him. And many times they didn't have to use words to, con to, to convince him to do something for them. Huh. Because they were like, I'm taking it. Huh. For you are my father. Oh, hallelujah. So, you know, this morning, if you have never received Jesus Christ as your Lord and your Savior and submitted your life to him, huh, I want you to take that miracle this morning and let your name be written in the book of life. Huh. And if you're having any time, uh, you know, usually I go, I go before the, the Lord early in the week and he gives me a word and I begin to work on it. I begin to find scriptures and so forth like that. But lately, the Lord has given me the words like this morning. Ha! Yeah. He's taking away all of the little securities that I used to do in studying and all of that type of stuff. And then I just come. I know I'm trusting God that when I come up here, words are going to come out. By faith. By faith. Ha! Oh, thank you, Lord. But the word of God is living and active. Oh, my God. Let me excite the people tonight, this morning. This year, guys... People tell me about the lotto. I say, the lotto, really? I met Christ. I won every lotto, every lotto, every single one. When you meet him, he has given you to you everything for life and godliness. That does not mean it's going to be easy. We're preaching the real gospel here. It means through much struggles, prosecutions, you're going to make it to heaven. But he has power huh, for your every circumstance that you will encounter for the rest of your life. He has a solution for it. And the Spirit of God that Jesus Christ promised that he would send when he tra transitioned to heaven, huh, he's here. He resides in us. He's available to anyone that is not filled with the Spirit of God, even this morning. Guys, oh, I don't know. Listen, we are like on the streets in London here preaching this message to everybody that will listen. And that's what God told me to do. He said, like, you know, the Lord told me two weeks ago, kill and eat. Ha! Kill and eat, like he told Peter. Ha! He said, kill and eat. And I'm telling you, I, everywhere I go, it's like the people are finding us now. It's so easy to preach the gospel. Guys, Luke 8:43. How to receive a miracle now? The mystery unraveled, and it's really not much of a mystery when you go to the Word of God. Luke 8:43. Just a few examples here this morning. Why? Huh. The Bible said Jesus Christ 
the same yesterday, today, and forever. Meaning, this, these miracles that are written here, in this book here, are here to prophesy into your life. Huh! And because this word is living and active, even though it's 2,000 years removed, it's available today. And the power of God is here to support these words. Luke 8.43, how to receive a miracle now. But verses 43, now a woman having a flow of blood for 12 years. Guys, the Bible gives you clues on how. It does not just give you information. It gives you understanding on how to receive of the same. Amen? When the Bible talks about being filled with the Holy Spirit, and we see in the book of Acts so many people receiving Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, that there is an invitation on how. The Bible explains how to receive salvation. When you repent of your sins, when you believe the message, Romans 10, 9, and 10, that is how you receive Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. And here it says, verses 43, Now a woman having a flow of blood for 12 years. You see, one thing that the Bible did here, it indicated time factor time why because you know we normally go to God when we have exhausted all of the other avenues and there is no more hope which is why there is so such limited miracles in the church today in North America we have solution for everything we have mental pr practitioners we have doctors we have banks with credit cards that we can borrow why do you need a miracle from Jesus Christ we can't convince him because, and he will share his glory with no man. That's why we don't have miracles, more miracles in the church. So here we, we see the same thing was happening back then. Now a woman having a flow of blood 12 years who had spent all her livelihood on physicians and could not be healed by any. See that? Spend all of her money and then the time factor in that, in that condition. Pain. Came from behind and touched the border of his garment, and immediately her flow of blood stopped. You see that? Meaning that this woman concluded, I have one opportunity to be healed. There's only one person that can do it. Not a doctor. Not a psychiatrist. This Jesus Christ that she was hearing of, that was healing the sick, raising the dead, healing people of leprosy, this message came to her. This information came to her of what he was doing. And she concluded in her mind, I'm going to rubbish the doctors. They drain all of my pocket and now I'm broke. And they left me for dead. Ha! And because she did that in her mind, God answered her prayers right there. So she did not go and pray. She went and took this morning, as you come here, if whatever it is that you're seeking God for, you must conclude that he's the only one that can provide this. If you have anything within you, I mean, if you have a mental issue, uh, guys, there is no real mental issue, but we use that word because some people get um, a little bit offended when we say demon. There is no mental issue. It's, they are demons. They are spirits. God can deliver you today. Hello. 
But the words that your psychiatrist has spoken to you and the fact that you have an appointment for tomorrow, oh, I don't know if you can get over that. You might not receive. You have to understand that God is the one that can deal with that issue and trust him and him only. That's how I trust God. I said, when it came on to COVID, and let me tell you how I dealt with COVID. Huh! Like I deal with every other condition. Unless the Lord tells me otherwise. I am ready to die. That's why I say. I say either Jesus Christ is going to protect me. Or I'm dying and I'm leaving my, my young kids and I don't care. Because I'm believing. This, that's why this is the only way I know how to believe. And I know you guys have different ways to believe. Let me just use a little bit of pill. And take a little bit of medical advice and all that type of stuff. And that, if that's where your faith is, good for you. But total reliance on Jesus Christ. That woman, I learned from her. So you have to get rid of anything that is there. And I hope. You know, one of the things about the Bible, the time factor. You know, I don't have to go and suffer everything in life and get totally wasted and realize that there is no value there before I come to God. Now that I read here and I see that this woman struggled for 12 years, why would I now go through years of suffering? I'm going to take her example, cut out the time factor, and get that level of desperation. No! That's why I say, miracles. Now! Ha! The fact that the Bible tells you that she took 12 years means you're supposed to take a day. Ha! And take it from God now. Now, the miracles we're talking about are not just... Oh Lord, give me $10 million. Stuff that are consistent with the will of God. Stuff that are consistent with the will of God. You know, just because we have so many healing ministries, uh, miracles in the Bible, you know, it, that's only telling you one thing. It's not that God is limited to healing in the body only. You know? No. People only get to that level of desperation when the body becomes sick. Normally, they don't, they, they don't have the the focus and and get that level of strength except when they're losing the house they're losing the car their body is sick or something is broken and that's when we can command things from heaven it's not that's not what allows god to do miracle no we must see that we are busted and broke without him on every level every era of our life and that's how you, this is how Jesus Christ commanded miracles night and day. He knew, even when he came on to multiplying the bread. Why? No other source. If we can become that single-minded, what level of miracles would continually be produced in our lives? There are folks here this morning that you need the power of God and God told me this before I came down here and he said work with them in regards to the word and faith and this area that at the end when you step up here the power of God will come on you are you that dead? you know why I had the encounter with God I'm telling you why I had the encounter with God before he spoke to me there was something inside of me and I had 
I had enough because I was kind of like bored with life somewhere around 8, 17 years old. I was bored. I had already, I, had a, I have a vivid imagination. Huh! I don't have to live in a big house, drive an expensive car, or take a, some vacation or a million dollars in the bank. I don't have to actually acquire that thing. I can go there with my mind and test it. That's how I was. My imagination is wild. So somewhere in my early days, I begin to explore. And I concluded absolutely boring. Yeah, I, I, I concluded that everything on this earth is boring. There were too many examples before me of the educated people, of the wealthy people. And I didn't see they have nothing at all. So from that position, I began to cry out for something more inside of my spirit. This is how you will have an encounter, you know, guys. This is how you'll have a wild, explosive encounter with the one that put the moon and the sun up there and cause it to sit on thin here. Oh! And here we are, impressed with Hollywood movies. Amen, guys. This here, this morning, for the young folks that are back there, it's for you. It's for you, each and every one of you. It's for you guys. I'm telling you that. I want you to have an explosive encounter with Jesus Christ where he captivates your heart. Oh! I reveal his truth to you. And you live for him. You look to the eternal. Amen? We're going to pray at the end. Because anytime God releases his word, oh! the power component follows. If you have an authentic preacher or person that God has placed at a place and is preaching by the spirit of God every time the Lord releases his word his power is ready the issue is this especially in North American society oh God the education the perspectives the opinions oh inundated with these things with people calling me all the day I'm like guys I got a life the Lord said, go and win the loss. Not argue. Five-year-old conversations. Go and win the loss. Preach my five-year-old message and bring people into my kingdom and release my power. Don't frustrate me with your education or try. The reason why God placed me here, I played sports. Guys, the ball is round. I've never mistaken the ball for a man's head. I keep my eye on the ball. When I have the ball, I can score the basket. It's predominantly why I'm here. The focus and the, and the, on the Lord Jesus Christ and not getting distracted from anything else. So this woman, verses 44, she came and from behind and touched the border of his garment. She didn't say, Master, here I am, 12 years in this condition. Please heal me. She touched the border of his garment, and immediately her flow of blood stopped. And Jesus said, Who touched me? When all denied it, Peter and those with him said, Master, the multitude throng and press, and press you, and you say, Who touched me? But Jesus said, Somebody touched me, for I perceive power going out from me. The miracle that you need, when you touch, Will it be a physical touch like everybody else that was around him? Or will it be a spirit touch? Were you having a conversation with God even about this before you came here? And then now it's time to receive. How desperate 
are you for the miracle of receiving an encounter from Jesus Christ? That you not, might not live a defeated Christian life. One that sometimes I believe, sometimes I don't. I'm being beaten up by the devil every other week, every other day. Guys, it's your desperation. It's your hunger for that miracle. Can you convince God that you need him? in that area this morning for healing that you truly want absolute freedom because his word has promised that he understood somebody touched me for I perceived power going out from me that's a different kind of touch this is not a physical touch that type of touch did not get the Lord's attention the multitudes throng you. Ha! And you ask, who touched me? How do you want to touch the Lord this morning? Everyone on an individual level. Your father on Father's Day. Your father who is in heaven. How do you want to touch him this morning? Ha! What would you want to speak? What would you want to ask him for? Ha! The reality that you're a child of God, has that revelation come to you in a personal way or you just come to church and sit because your um, family members are Christian maybe you need to pray from that level this morning oh my father in heaven make this real to me personally let it be real to me that I might serve you oh! take it beyond the material miracles this morning we're only using this huh, as examples, guy. But be desperate. But if you need a healing in your body, huh, I'm saying no for that miracle also. Let's go to the book of Jeremiah. Jeremiah 2. And verses 13. For my people have committed two evils. My people have committed two evils. They have forsaken me, the fountain of living waters, and hewn down themselves cistern, broken cisterns that can hold no water. I hope you know, when you begin to have absolute reliance as a child of God, if you don't have this revelation of Jesus Christ, or so far, you, they ha you haven't received the understanding on God's um, provision for healing. That's one thing. That's a revelation that you can receive right now. But if you're in Christ, and it's literally just doctors and other sources that are maintaining you, thank God for that. But today is your graduation. You need those other sources. My, my people have done what? Committed Two evils. My people have committed two evils. They have forsaken me. See, we have forsaken God and his promises to us. The fountain of living waters and hewn down themselves broken cisterns. The doctors, the banks, all of those 
And in North America, we have specialists in every area. And we Christians, we run to them. And we cannot command God's power. This morning, break down everything that you're depending on. Whatever it is that you're depending on, huh, that is keeping you from that miracle coming in your life, break that idol. Get rid of it. And understand, Jesus Christ, your one source. That's how you can command this miracle this morning. Let's go to Luke 5. Faith come by hearing and hearing the word of God. Luke 5 and verses 12. Jesus cleanses a leper. Now back then, tell me guys, back then, 2,000 years ago, what kind of doctor was treating a guy with leprosy? None. None. So, the only hope that if you were a leper in that day, my God Almighty, the minute you hear Jesus Christ, you go, that, that is my ticket there. And it happened when he was in a certain city, that behold, a man who was full of leprosy saw him and he fell on his face and implored him, saying, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. See, fell on his face. Are you desperate? Are you on your face this morning, spiritually speaking? Then he put out his hand. No questions, guys. That type of approach, God the Lord is like, if you're doing that, I'm doing this. You're healed. You see how easy? These people took their minute, their, their um, when you're in a desperate situation, and that does not mean, listen, I hope you know, you can be uh, wealthy and still be desperate for God. So it's not, it's not a financial thing. Because huh! money cannot quench spiritual hunger and desire. A man who was full of leprosy saw him and he fell on his face and implored him saying, Lord, if you are willing, you, you can make me clean. Then he put out his hand and touched him saying, I am willing, be cleansed. My father. Immediately the leprosy left and he charged him to tell no one. Simplicity, guys. The Bible was not written. I bet you this man probably never studied the Torah and knew much. But he took from Jesus Christ more than people that have read the Bible 30, 40 times and defeat faith with too much study mental study but no revelation is there do business with God on a simple level let's look to Luke 6 I just want to make this point here this morning sometimes you know some people say it's not for them some people exclude themselves from receiving from God I know he did it for this person. I know he did it for that person. But me, not for me. Again, you're not a Bible student. You're an opinionated person. We don't need your opinions. The Bible tells you God's perspective and his opinion. And I'd rather take it from the, from the Bible and receive. Than conclude from my mind, my experience, my past, that I cannot receive. That there, absolutely a lie, a lie. Luke uh, 6 and verse 17. 
And he came down with them and stood on a level place with a crowd of his disciples and a great multitude of people from all Judea and Jerusalem and from the seacoast of Tyre and Sidon who came to hear him and be healed of their diseases as well as those who were tormented with unclean spirits. I hope you know when you go to your psychiatrist, they're not Bible-believing Christians. They're not going to tell you that you're being tormented by unclean spirits. They're going to tell you you have schizophrenia. Fancy word for you possessed with a demon. You need deliverance from Jesus Christ. Here, if you come here, we will look you in the eye. And then we know you're going to get upset. We will tell you the truth. And they say, calm down. I can show it to you in the word of God. And if you're a Christian and you don't calm down, that you need, means you need to be delivered from the spirit of anger also. And we can deliver you from that. Because usually they come in bunches. As well as those who were tormented with unclean spirits, and they were healed. And the whole multitude sought to touch him, for power went out from him and healed them all. He healed them all. And the power of God is, um, listen, if every human being, how many people we have on the planet? 7.3 billion approximately. If everybody repented right now, huh, in the name of Jesus Christ, oh my King and my God, truly repented the whole world, huh, the power of God would come like in creation huh, and move. Huh, and demons would be going back, packing their bags and going back to hell fast. Huh, spirits of infirmity. Huh, would move off a of people's body and out of their minds and go back down there. The world might not be doing that, but how about us? How about you and I that is in the body of Christ? How about we begin to believe the word of God the way he's asking us to believe it? Huh! In totality, minus the intellect, except the renewed mind, huh! that the spirit of God might truly show you these truths. Amen? Before we pray, let's go also to um, Acts 2. In saying, you know, as I read through the book of Acts, as we are on the streets of London now, huh, preaching this message, message of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Mahanda. I love it. Huh, as we are preaching this message out there this morning, guys. If you don't have a medical condition, if you don't have a financial condition, huh, and you think you're excluded out of this, miracle this morning I want to tell you have a hunger and a desire for your creator for once in your life if you believe that God created you huh, in his likeness and in his image huh, and you don't have a relationship with him something is absolutely wrong with you if God created you and I and he's making his, himself available to you to communicate with you and have a relationship with you. Huh! Something is wrong if a man or a woman on this planet is not accepting that invitation. You, know, you need to do a reassessment. You need to take this moment and do a re reassessment. Huh! And truly think again with the intellect that God gave you. And don't go back home and be impressed with Hollywood movies and games and sports figures overly and totally ignore a relationship 
with the creator of everything. Don't do that this morning. Have a desire. If you read the book of uh, Acts, Acts 2, this was not about physical healing, financial provision. These men were being something inside of them was commanding God at another level. Oh, another level. This is what God wants to happen in his bride. When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. One accord. Meaning, they agreed on whatever this was. Oh, they were all in one accord concerning what Jesus Christ had told them. That he was going to fill them with his spirit. Oh, and he's going to use them for kingdom purposes. They came into absolute unison in regards to this. And they, and it says, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven. As of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole, the whole house where they were sitting. Then there appeared to them divided tongues as a fire, and it sat on each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. How is it in the, in the church of Jesus Christ, in this day and age, we are not having these type of encounters with God? The Spirit of God is not moving, even some of the young folks. Oh! That you would capture your heart at 10-year-old and you would never do this and look back at the world. It's your desire. It's your hunger. The invitation is here in Scripture. That a man might hear these words and get married to God. Ha! That a woman might hear these words. That a teenager ha! might hear these words and marry Jesus Christ. Ha! Oh, thank you, Jesus. Oh, thank you, Lord. Are you ready, guys? Is the word, has the word of God done the work inside of you? That you might change the direction of your life? No! Miracle when? No! 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 It's hunger, guys. Who wants to go in another direction? Or who wants to keep this pathetic intellectual religious thing going on no void of power void of communion and koinonia with god who wants it to be real ha! who want to be effective for the kingdom who wants to have encounter after encounter after encounter with jesus christ your lord and your master that's the invitation that is given now He's saying, plug out from your stress and your striving for the material world, which I own. And he's spinning the world like this, on his finger like this, right now. And we, his creation, ha! are hustling and bustling and stressing. Ha! For what? It's Father's Day, guys. We have to take a look. Our Father created everything. How do you bring, we don't even do this to our own children. How do we bring our own kids in this world and don't take care of them? And can we be a father like our heavenly father? You see that? We're unruly. 
we need to go back to God. And we need to go back to God, like I've been saying, wholeheartedly, total dependence, total reliance, like those men. This morning, let the issue that is separating you from God, let it be like leprosy. Oh, let it be like leprosy. Whatever your idol is, your dependence outside of God, let it be like leprosy. Huh! We have to begin to use, if I perish, I perish, and believe in the word of God. That there, my, my, my brothers and sisters, is the word of God. And God now will back that word up. Last week we had a, a lady here, and she came to church very early. And you know, when she came here, the power of God just boom and knocked her and she began to speak out the testimonies of what God did in, her, did in her life it took her a while before she got here you have to come to the end of yourself the end of yourself yourself so father I thank you this morning for your word thank you Lord for your people and thank you Holy Spirit that you are stirring their hearts even now you are stirring their hearts, O oh Lord. You are igniting the passion oh, that you placed inside of them for you in the day that you created us. You, you created that desire, that hunger, O oh God, that cannot be filled with anything from this dimension. Oh, it cannot be satisfied with anything but you, O oh Lord. Oh, and I pray every individual here this morning has received your word, O oh Lord, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, huh! no one will go home the same. None. Huh! And I thank you, Father, in Jesus' name.